Hey guys, welcome back to the Dear Women podcast. This is our second episode ever and we're feeling really excited to kick it off. Um, as you may remember from last week, I'm Christiana. And I'm Becca. And we are your hosts. How's your week been going, Becca? Uh, you know, it's going okay. Um, I really didn't do anything over the weekend, which was fine. Oh my god, I didn't do anything on Saturday. Really? Uh, oh, besides edit. That sounds glorious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I edited it, and then edited it. I could never say that word. Edited. 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 And then I I literally went to, I want to say I edited till about like 12 or 1, and then I went to H Mart to... Um, Not going to lie, I was envisioning 12 to 1 in the morning. Oh, no, no. And so... I, I, my first thought was, I didn't realize they were open that late. <laughs> they're 24 hours. No, definitely. Oh my God, if they're 24 hours. Holla. <laughs> no. I, so I woke up at, I actually woke up at like 6.40 thinking it was like a work day. So. Well, that's always a nice realization. Yes. Yes, it was. My weekend was good. We went on a hike on Saturday um, in this really sketchy place. <laughs> we got there. So we didn't want to drive like 45 minutes away just to go for a hike because it was already kind of the afternoon. It was really warm out. So we we decided to stay close, um, but we wanted to take our dog somewhere and we wanted to get a nice nice hike in. It's kind of a thing. And so we found this park and we'd been here one other time, uh, but it was winter time when we went. So there was no people there. It was cold. It was quiet. So we decided, oh, that would be a good place to go again, and we can go further this time because it's nicer out and yada yada. So we get there, and the parking lot is maybe has room for 20 cars, and there's already probably 10 cars there, and it looks like every single one of those cars is someone's home. Mm. And it's their permanent home in that location. Oh, I see. Because they had, like, clotheslines being run off the back of these to the fence. It was... All sorts of sketchy. But when we first got there, there was a couple people with dogs. So we were like, okay, maybe it's fine. So we walk up and it's along, along like a, like a creek river kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the path is. And so our dog loves water. So we wanted her to be able to play in the water. It was a hot day. And as we start going on this hike, we realized that there are some sketchy folks on this trail. There were people like cracked out coming out of the woods next to the water like, we were legitimately kind of concerned for our safety at one point. Mm. And then once we got to a certain point, because, yes, we continued. <laughs> once we got to a certain point, there were there was nobody. So we figured we were fine. And we hiked about probably two miles in and then found this, like, really sketchy concrete slab hole that had graffiti all over it. And I just remember Jeff walked up to it, looked down. And when he came back to where I was standing, because he kind of had to wiggle to get there, uh, he came back and was like, hey, I think we should turn around. And so <laughs> I was like, okay. So I would, like didn't ask him any questions. I just went with it. And if you know anything about me, I question everything. I hardly ever just go with the flow. I'm always pushing back. Inquisitive. Yes. And I kept my trap shut. I was like, I'm not verbally asking him anything right now. So I waited till we got to the car mm. and I was like, what, what was in I was the hole? Say, I want to know what was in the hole. He said there was nothing in the hole. But I was I'm, like, is he lying to you? I don't know. I was like, is there a dead body down there? Oh, like a pile of needles? I don't know. I was going to say, I feel like it was a dead body. I yeah. hope that he would alert the authorities. Right? Well, and then I was thinking, I was like, maybe he didn't want to tell me if there was a body because he didn't want to, like, implicate me. 
<laughs> if I didn't know it was there, then I don't know. I was had an overactive imagination. <laughs> but yeah, so we hiked back and it was a very somber hike and it was it got really sketchy when we got back. It was literally a whole community of people and all the homeless people were the people with the dogs. Like, oh. Yeah, so even one guy on the trail commented on our dog saying, oh, there's a lot of dogs around here. <laughs> and he had this, yeah, it was creepy. And then at one point we thought we heard screams. Oh, God. And Jeff's like, did you hear that? Like, once we got back to the car, he's like, did you hear the screams? And I was like, well, I wasn't Jeez. sure it was a scream, but... So, that sounds like a hike to avoid. Later. Yeah, so we decided we're never going back there. Mm. Oh, and I got back and I had two perfect door dings. On oh, my passenger side. nice. Like, literally, like, ding, ding. Oh. Well. Same time. So, lots of fun. <laughs> that was my Saturday, and I wasn't sore on Sunday, but Monday, I was super sore. Oh, uh, yeah. It's always funny how the whole day later thing works. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Hmm. I know, you, and maybe this might be a topic for a future podcast, but, um... Well, I guess last week, do you remember how we kind of touched on, like, that urban legend of, like, Bigfoot and all that kind of stuff? Like, mm-hmm. have, do you ever heard of Mel's Hole? Uh-uh. So it's a huge urban legend in the state of Washington um, about this bottomless pit that someone had found. Maybe I'll touch a little bit later into uh, the story in a future podcast, because I feel like urban, urban legends might be a good topic for us. Mm-hmm. But um, it's this bottomless pit hole that is said to like lead to hell or whatever mm-hmm. like that and oh i think i've heard about this they like some guy like threw his dog down there that had died and then the next day he like saw his dog roaming around the woods or like around the area i just got goosebumps yeah so it's kind of funny when you mentioned the hole i'm like oh shit they just found mel's yeah. hole like <laughs> i thought it was on the other side of the state but no nope, i guess it's over found here it. so it's it's a good story. Maybe I'll tell you later about it, but it's a really really good story. That's yeah. immediately what I thought of. I'm like, how cool is that? Or not <laughs> cool? Funny. I guess yeah. in your, in your yeah. I don't want to ever know what was in that hole. <laughs> if there really was anything, I would Jeff, like to know. Yeah, but Jeff can take it to his grave. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> unless someone goes back and finds out for sure. Cool. <laughs> well, if you hear anything about Swan Lake Park or something like that, mm. keep that in mind. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I feel like we can just jump right in, uh, recap what we talked about last week and some of our follow-up answers that we got. Last week's theme of questions was uh, questions that men are too scared to ask women, so they posted them online, (laughs) apparently is how that works. Yeah. (laughs) And so we went through some of those questions and answered it. Obviously, the two most popular questions were our main question and then the question about softening poop from inside the vagina. Unbelievable. We called it the what the fuck question of the week. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have a what the fuck question this week, but maybe we can find one and yeah, I'm sure post can, it later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, essentially for the poking of the poo question, we had a really good response uh, from one of our listeners who works with all men. And she posted in what they had said. And their quote was, I give her props for thinking outside of the box. I mean, if she can somehow hook inside there and get some leverage and get the problem solved, then good on her. And they also followed up that they would like to know if it does work or not, because they would be jealous, because apparently it's one more thing women can do that men can't. You know, I'm still speechless in this (laughs) this question. Um, And response. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't think that's something that a man should be jealous of. No, of course not. You know, you know what you should do: eat a nice, healthy, balanced <laughs> diet and not have any constipation issues. Cut the I'm, cheese out. Yeah, you know, drink lots of water, stay hydrated. <laughs> you won't have any issues in the bathroom. Prune juice. Here you go. <laughs> and I have a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, nice, there you go. You know, a cigarette. Some, yeah, I hear that works. I don't smoke, but <laughs> I've heard that a cigarette and coffee in the morning works wonders. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess to each their own. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever makes it easier for you. Yes. And then uh, our main question last week was how to approach a girl without it seeming creepy. Uh, like I, asking for a date. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah gotcha. Getting numbers, and mm-hmm. I think it specifically was how do you ask a girl for her number. Was the question. Without it being creepy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I surveyed a few of the men in my facility and got some of their responses, which they were pretty funny. They were pretty good. Um, a couple of my favorites were one of one of my friends that I work with. He was like, I would just walk right up to her. I feel like I would feel more comfortable if she was in a group of people. And I thought that was kind of weird because from his perspective versus what I would think his perspective would be. I was actually kind of taken aback by, by that response. Um, and he did make a good point too, that in this day and age, he probably wouldn't ask for a phone number. He probably would have tried to get, um, her social media account or her Snapchat or Instagram, something to that effect, mm-hmm. less threatening, more like, yeah, more this day and age. You know, I, I mean, I would agree. I, I would, I would probably give out more social media than I would my phone right now. Yeah. I mean, because your social media is already out in public, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely a lot different nowadays than it was when I was immersed in the dating scene right. five years ago, but. Right. Your snowflake days. Yeah, my <laughs> snowflake days. <laughs> uh, anyways. And then one of the other guys I talked to was like, basically said that he's terrible with women. He's like, I'm so bad with girls. I basically stole my my wife. <laughs> from another man, got her to date me, and then I married her so she couldn't get away. Nice. <laughs> That's essentially what he said. So I thought those were, were some good answers. Do you have any follow-up? Nope. <laughs> All right. So for this week's topic, we decided to go with gaming. Uh, I think we'd mentioned it last week. So um, Christiana and I both are gamers, um, and I think we play like a really good wide variety of different kinds of games. Um, and I say that, like, I'm kind of thinking, like, video games, mm-hmm. board games, card games. Um, I play, like, mobile games, too, like, on my phone. I don't know how much mobile games you do. Not a whole lot. I guess, I feel like most of the questions this week are geared towards video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we consider ourselves to be gamers in a general sense. Yeah. Like, we have board game nights. We, um... We play online with each other pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, card games, board games, the works. Yeah. Like we'll probably play tonight, maybe. Yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make any promises, but... You definitely can't make any promises. <laughs> You're hella sketch. I am pretty sketchy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so really, when we say we play online sometimes, it's like one out of ten times, it's mainly me playing with her boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you I guess guys, the last two nights you guys have, you've been on. Yeah, it's more like, when I first play a game, I'm like really into it, like really into it. And once it kind of burns out, then the desire kind of fa- f- 
fizzles out a little bit for me. So in particular, me and Jeff play PUBG and she's not about it anymore. Well, when I first got it, like, so there's no couch co-op for PUBG. I literally bought a second Xbox so that my boyfriend and I could play at the same time because he spent literally 98% of his free time playing this game. And 2% of his free, well, 1% of his free time with me, and then the other 1%, like, taking showers and pooping and stuff. Like, the other... Nor- normal functions yeah. of a human being. Yeah, you know, things that you gotta do. Right. Um, so I bought a second Xbox, bought, like, a sweet headset, so we could play. And we would play for hours. I brought, like, I had a whole setup in the bedroom, he had a setup in the living room, then we started bringing the whole setup both into the living room so that we could still be in the same room together and spend quality time. Yes, of course, the intimacy. Uh, yes. The in- intimacy aspect of it all. Yeah, and then I can look over at his screen and see where he's going. And <laughs> it works out really well. Uh, so, yeah, we played the crap out of it at first, and then uh, later on it was more so... Um, it's just the same thing over and over for me. And it's fun, but I need some variation in my Some life. variety. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. I gotcha. I got you putting down. Yeah. Um, I'm normally like that, honestly, but I don't know what it is. I've, uh, I, I, PUBG's been one of my favorite games lately, so it's kind of nice to at least have somebody to play with. Like, game solo's okay to play, but it's definitely more fun to play in a squad, so I'm sure... Our two listeners don't exactly know what we're talking about. I guess one does. Her husband plays every once in a while. Yeah. So. She knows about it. She knows about it. I'm sure we've talked about it enough, too. (laughs) Yay. Right. So, um, I guess that leads into our first question. Well, like, I think we probably know what our answer is. Like, what, okay, what kind of, what do you prefer in your game? Like, PC, board, console, cards, what? That's hard. Because I think the easy answer is to say console because that's probably the most convenient. You can pick it up. You don't need another person necessarily to play. Um, It can be something that you do yourself. Whereas, I don't know, I think that my true preference would probably be in board games. I think that there's a fun aspect to having your group of friends all in one place. There's that competitive nature that you have with your friends. Uh, so I think in my heart of hearts, <laughs> I would have to say board games. Yeah. I've, you know, growing up, I've always been that, um, console type. Like, you know, my brother and my dad played video games growing up, so I kind of followed suit. Um, board games didn't really happen for me until, I mean, I guess I played like Monopoly with my family. Until Sorry. <laughs> Until <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it would have to be, like, middle, you know, junior high, high yeah. school kind of thing. Um, even then, like, I'd only play with, I guess, you and our <laughs> other friend. K. Special K. Um, our <laughs> other friend. Um, but, you know, I don't think board games really, really, really started happening until we kind of did our game nights. Mm-hmm. Like, we would um, have our big group of friends come over and... Um, well, we I, th- would... I think it started too where we would play the the classics like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend really likes Risk, and then we started dabbling more in some of the like the indie games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because those are becoming more and more popular, and they're becoming more easily accessible now. Mm-hmm. And so I think we started broadening our horizon there, just in the fact that um, 
we started introducing some of these newer concept games into our rotation. Yeah. So we've classified ourselves as essentially female gamers. Um, I think in the traditional sense, people probably see that as console or PC, but I'd like to think of it in the general sense of all games. Uh, But our next question is, what stereotypes do you find frustrating as a female gamer? Um, you know, I, I'm thinking of one in particular. I don't know if people still run into it. I mean, maybe, but like whenever I would play a live game and as soon as a male gamer would find out you're a female gamer, like, oh, you're a girl. Like, oh, hey, like, what are you wearing? Like, oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I've gotten that plenty of times. Maybe it has changed a little bit. All the online gaming I'm doing right now, like I'm. It's the PUBG, this the Sea of Thieves and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm playing with my own friends, so yeah. I'm not really interacting much with anybody outside, um, and if I am, I'm not speaking to them. Mm-hmm. So the last time I kind of ha- spoke to somebody was, it was actually PUBG on my mobile phone, and they have the chat option, so it's proximity chat, so if you're in the area of someone else, they then their chat's on, like you can talk to them. So this kid... Like with your voice? Yeah, like you can actually speak to him. So I had chose duos, so it was like basically me and this other guy, and the mic came on, it was like, hey, hey, do you have your mic on? (laughs) And it was like, you could tell this kid was maybe like 12 or 13, and I'm like, I'm a 28-year-old woman, I'm not going to sit here and chit-chat with a 12-year-old. So I'm typing, I'm like... So Becca turns her mic on. (laughs) No, I didn't turn... Oh, hey! No. I sat there and typed to him, like, hey, uh, I don't have my mic on, so let's just play kind of thing. So, you know, it was just, for me, it was a little weird. I don't know how you would feel about it. I don't think it's that weird. Maybe because they're 12, it might be weird. Yeah, like, you clearly know this is a child. Yeah. There have been a few times when uh, Jeff really likes uh, Rocket League. Mm Mm-hmm. And so every once in a while he'll play duos with someone and he became friends with a bunch of random people that he played with. And he, if you let your controller on the Xbox um, turn off, like if you let it idle for too long, uh, the chat goes not in his headset anymore. It goes to the TV. Oh, yeah. And I was walking by one time and there was just like a kid voice. It was like, hey, are you there? I'm, I'm ready to up. Like, oh, my God. And I like went, looked at Jeff and I'm like, what are you, what is going on? I'm ready to. He's like, oh, that's my friend, Big Top Dog 82 or whatever. And I'm like, he sounds like he's 10. And he goes, I think he is 10. Okay, cool. My friend. I'm glad you're playing with people your own age. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's too good. Do you find any stereotypes frustrating? Um, no. I think more so all the stuff that you already mentioned all the games I played growing up were never really Xbox Live centric yeah. or live games. It was mostly couch co-op. Mm-hmm. So I never really encountered that a whole lot. But my gamer tag is Glamazon. And so I think that people see that and make certain assumptions based on that. <laughs> um, so I feel like there have been times, especially playing Call of Duty... Because even though I'm not, like, communicating with people on chat other than my own team, I do feel like you get a lot of the... You know how you can see your limp body? Yeah. People are, like, teabagging you and stuff. Oh, After stupid. they kill you, I'm like, cool, thanks. Is it just because I'm Glamazon or 
<laughs> other reasons. Um, so there's really that. But otherwise, I'd, I'd say no as far as stereotypes, pretty much the usual. Yeah. Although I will say there's no greater satisfaction than killing someone on PUBG and having them see that Glamazon killed them. Right. Same here with yeah. Clark Kent Lover 5. <laughs> Clark Kent Lover 5 killed you with a headshot. Yeah. You just got scoozy. <laughs> That's our... I'd like to think it's a made-up word, but I'm pretty sure Jeff got it from another guy he used mm. to play PUBG with. Yeah. But everything was scoozy this and scoozy that yeah. for like, a few weeks. Like, scoozy was like... We're still using scoozy. Well, well I, I guess I am a we little pissed, bit. We pissed my boyfriend off because we started using it too much. And he's like, no, scoozy means, like, you sneak up and kill someone. Like, that's scoozy in him. But we were like, hey, you want a scoozy on over to the left? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want a scoozy yeah. up to this building right here? <laughs> Let's go scoozy up at this building. He's like, no. Yeah, so it kind of became a little overkill because we used it so much. So I think on the topic of stereotypes, uh, I think there's kind of a stereotype between what's a girl game versus what's a guy game. And, I mean, what are your what are your, what are your thoughts? So, um, did I come up with this? I think so. Okay. So, and the reason why I did was because um, I sometimes I'll play like online flash games. Like if I'm bored, I'll pull up like a like an addictinggames.com mm-hmm. and like they have all these different like flash games and stuff. They have a literally a topic that says girl games. What. And you click on it, and it's like the the dress up games, the cooking games, the I love the cooking games. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, they have that like is very familiar with the girls' <laughs> game section. So I, I only say that because they, there's this one particular series where it's like almost like a um, like you can do burgers, you can do cupcakes, you can do like milkshakes and things like so that. So this is on a. Dick- Addictinggames.com. Addicting yeah. Got it, got it, A-D-D-I-C-T. Click, 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 type, type, type. <laughs> Let me write this yeah. down. It's definitely one of those, like, when you're bored, like, you kind of play. Um, or when you just want to waste hours of your night. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a good, it's a good it. uh, website to go on. Anyways, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I was, I was just thinking to myself, like, those particular, like, there's a whole subsection on, like, girl games. But when I'm thinking, like like Xbox or console like are there games that typically you would see a girl play or like you know things like that like I can't I mean I kind of grew up a little bit more I think towards like stereotypically guy games like the first person Mm -hmm. shooters the role-playing games things like that where typically I don't know maybe the girls are playing what is it the ta- the tycoon games or whatever oh, or I love those two. <laughs> or like the what was it? you said Animal Crossing yeah like I don't I've never played any of those games so I don't I do feel like the the stereotype lines are getting blurred a lot more I feel like seeing women playing first first yeah. person shooters is a lot more common yeah which is why I think a lot of the female stereotypes or the female gamer stereotypes that we were talking about a minute ago uh-huh. um, don't really come into play a lot for me anymore yeah now that i'm playing more of those games Mm -hmm. because i think it's more of a common occurrence um that being said though as a female who grew up playing more female games (laughs) or i think i really love like you said the tycoon games i like the games where you're like building a theme park and um i never played animal crossing but i do roller coaster tycoon (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> um, I do. I've never played Animal Crossing, but I do really like Stardew Valley, mm. um, which some people have compared to Animal Crossing. So I don't know how accurate that is just because I've never played it. But it's like a farming simulator game, and it's super in-depth, and uh, it's really, really interesting to play, and it's a lot of fun, and it's got a lot of, like, inner workings and complexities that you find out later um, in the game. So it's fun to play, and so I'm really geared towards those kind of games, like the Spyro games. I really Mm. like games where you have kind of a task that you have to complete. Yeah. I'm not so much a fan of, well, I say this with with an asterisk, that's the right word. See this with like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With quotes. Ash. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Parentheses. Yes. That I'm not really a big fan of like open world, figure it out games, because I don't like not having a purpose. I really enjoy games where I have a purpose. So there's a game that I play on Steam. It's called um, Papers Please, and you're literally like border control. And you get a passport, and you have to cross-reference all of this information, and then you can stamp if it's approved or denied have to I let them you, in. Have I seen you play this game? I don't game? know. Maybe it's so much fun. It sounds really familiar. It's a lot of fun. Um, and it keeps getting harder each round, and you have to, like, support your immigrant family. <laughs> all these oh, things my God. So you're basically, you're, you just said border control. like <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's, like, these, the bad guys, there's, like, one country that's kind of, like, on your shit list. And so you have to, like, make extra care when letting them pass through. And if you let the wrong one through, they, like, blow up people on the other side. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So you have to be, like, you have to be quick, but you also have to be thorough. And you only get, like, so many dings Mm. per day before they, like, close you down. (laughs) So, but it's, like, process games like that where it's, like, either a process or you have a goal. Like, I'm, like, Spyro. Those are, those are the kind of games that I'm super into. Okay. That makes sense. And I mean, even The Sims, where it's kind of like an open, open world, you don't really have a goal. I really like playing like, oh, I have no money, so I'm going to have to get a job and actually like playing through without cheating. Granted, every once in a while, cheating is fun. Um, (laughs) So you can make big extravagant houses, but being able to kind of have that purpose because not having a purpose for me gets old really fast. I gotcha. So our next question would be, um, what is a video game you still play to this day despite it being dead or ancient? Um, I'll kind of, I'll lead with this. Okay. I am, I'm the type of person that can play, if I really, really enjoy the game, I will play it over and over and over and over and over and over again. (laughs) So, um. Like PUBG. Yes. (laughs) So, and you know, PUBG obviously like you have the goal of being the last alive and everything like that, but like. I can probably name five five games at least that I can play over and over again that I've played for years. Okay. Now, my... Can I make a guess on what one of them is? Sure. Zelda? Which Zelda? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, see. There's a lot of <laughs> the Zelda games. The GameCube one. <laughs> I actually never played Zelda. And that seems like a game that I feel like would be right up my alley. And I never played it. So, and it's funny because when you, when you were talking about the whole open world thing, like mm-hmm. Zelda's very open world, but you have a task. So yeah. there's like the main quest that you can go on and then it's open world because there's side quests that you can complete. Mm. So I'm the type of person um, in this particular game um, where you have your main quest, but all the side quests is what really is like fun. Yeah. 
and you know because this game came out in 97 like it came mm-hmm. out i believe 97 when the when the game uh sorry the 64 came out it's the ocarina of time okay and this is the first i believe the first zelda game that was off handheld console mm-hmm. so game boy all that kind of stuff so um when ocarina ocarina of time came out this was around the time um that i felt like i could start playing games on my own like you know, I play with my brother or, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. mashing buttons, all that kind of stuff. Like, this is that first game that I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, I can Well, I guess I, you'd I, be about, like, seven. Yeah, seven, seven eight. or eight, something like that. So, um... For some reason, I was imagining, like, 15-year-old Becca. No, like, no, no. I can finally play games on my own. <laughs> well, the GameCube, I want to say, came out in, like, 2000 or... Either 2000, 2002, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was, that was a good console for me, too, because Zelda had come out. They had the Wind Waker on it, and then they had Twilight Princess on it. I am I'm a huge Zelda fan. I don't know if you guys picked up on that yet. So, <laughs> um, but Ocarina of Time, I can play that to this day, still over and over and over again. Um, I play. Have you played any of the Mass Effect games? Mm-mm. You know what the Mass Effect games are, though. Those are kind of like the aren't they like a choose your own adventure kind of thing where your decisions affect sort of the things so, that happen. So they're. It's open world again, and there's the main quest, and then there's side quests. But you have decision where you're either um, you go, you can go light or dark. So I forgot what the light's called, but like it's renegade or paragon. So it's basically like Nerd. you can either be <laughs> <Just> <laughs> rude. You can either like you can make good decisions, um, or you can make like I shouldn't say bad decisions. It's like you know either. Um, like, you kind of gear it towards, like, more likable and then more, like, mm-hmm. kind of that renegade, rogue. rogue, yeah, like, you're on your own kind of thing. Um, it's still fun. I think you would enjoy it. Um, it do you like first-person shooter games? Yeah. Yeah. I think you would, because it's I'm, kind of that same concept. Yeah, more of the games for me is, that would be the kind of game I would play with Jeff. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very... But it's not a two-player game. I, yeah, yeah, which is why I don't think that I would play it. Mm-hmm. I'm more of, if I'm going to play a game solo, it's probably not going to be a first-person shooter. I gotcha. I don't think I would go out of my way to queue up Call of Duty and play by myself. The fun of Call of Duty for me is playing with Jeff and other the, people. The multiplayer part of yeah, it, yeah. So while I enjoy the game, it's not probably the first game I would pick to play by myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can I can agree with that. Um, but the, I love the Mass Effect games. I can play all three. And normally what I do is start from one. Cause the cool thing about that game is that you create your, your shepherd mm-hmm. once and you can carry on all your decisions and your character into the second game, into the third game. Oh, that's cool. So it is pretty cool. Cause then you got the same character for yeah. the whole three series and they've got the good stories and mm-hmm. you can do your love interests you, and all that kind of could stuff. Could you start fresh? In the second game, if you wanted to, like let's yeah. say oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. ended up like bad in the first mm-hmm. one, and you're like, I kind of want to be a good person now. Yeah, you can definitely you can either like import your me one character, or you can just start fresh gotcha. with you know a whole new character, um, which is kind of cool too. Um, the only other game I can think of, um, oh my god, the Bethesda games, like either the Fallout's or the. Um, like Oblivion and Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love those games. I, I absolutely really, love those games. Skyrim has been on my list of things to play oh, it's for so a much long fun. time because I hear so many good things about it. Yeah, it's that same concept where you have that main quest mm-hmm. and it kind of leads you into, um, you know, what you need to do. Yeah. But the cool thing about that, and it, like the Skyrim game, like you have to 
absolutely have to do the side quest just to build your character up and get gotcha. strong and get weapons and armor and all that kind of stuff. Like, and the game is just so, like, massive yeah. that... I guess after hearing more, I realized earlier my statement about open worlds probably isn't entirely accurate. Yeah. I guess more so I like having a purpose. Like a goal, A yeah. goal, mm-hmm. something to work towards. I don't like having a goal that's so ambiguous, though, that I'm, like, running around with, like, a chicken with its head cut off because yeah. I don't know what I need to do next. Yeah. So I like having a clear enough goal to where I can figure it out. But if it's too vague or generic, I find myself getting discouraged and frustrated mm-hmm. and then I kind of stop. Right. Yeah. But uh, um, I think mine would probably be Pokemon on the Game Boy. And yes, I still have my Game Boy Color <laughs> and all of my Game Boy games and my Link Cable and my oh USB my light. And I even, oh, had a, shit. I even had a magnifying screen that like slid oh, onto the top. Oh, so did I. I don't think I have that anymore, though. Oh, wow. But I, I'm pretty positive I still have my Link Cable. Cause around, you said the Game Boy Color? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because around college time, I started replaying Pokemon, and so did my friend Alex. Mm. And we would both play, and then we wanted to link up and trade, so I bought a Link Cable off of one of the guys I was sat next to in class. For like twenty bucks. How does that even come up in class? Like, oh man, I really wish I had this link cable over my ga- Game Boy. And he's like, actually, that's actually really funny. I have no idea how that got brought up because he was kind of one of those random people that you just kind of meet in class because you yeah. sit next to each other and then you have a few more classes. You probably and... had this thought where you're like, you know what? He probably plays Game Boy. I don't know. I just remember he was a twin. That's all I remember about him. <laughs> and he sold me his link cable. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> If you ever listen to this. Yeah, if you ever listen to this. Thank, much appreciado. Thank you. Thank you for um, contributing to Christiana's um, Pokemon obsession. Yes. So that college was the last time I played it mostly through. And then I downloaded an app for my phone that's a Game Boy Color simulator. Oh, and then you yeah. can download games for that. So about a year or two ago, I played that for a while. And... Actually, in my Chrome, I still have tabs. I'll show you in a second. I still have tabs that are... uh, (laughs) I'm going to show you now because it's really hilarious. Where is it? Oh, PM for Pokemon. I didn't want people to know what PM (laughs) stood for in my taskbar. But there's like the evolution chart, the walkthrough guide. Your Pokedex. And the Pokemon decks. Oh my god. (laughs) Nerd. I know. I was like super about it. I'm pretty sure the walkthrough is probably where I left off. Uh... So there's that one, and then another one I thought of while we were talking is obviously The Sims, Mm. but like the OG Sims, because I had all the expansions. And so every once in a while, I would get a hair up my butt to reinstall them all on my laptop Um, and play them. Hang on a minute, I'm going to stop you right there. What was that analogy? A hair up my butt? Hair up your butt? You haven't heard hair up my ass? I had hair up my ass? Um, I just didn't want to say ass. No. You've never heard that? I mean, I've had a hair up my butt before. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Don't say gross. You know you have to. I know. I guess. Have you ever like washed your hair and then you like get out of the shower and you're just like pulling long hairs out of your butt crack? No. Oh. Then what kind of hair have you had up your ass? I'm just kidding. Oh. (laughs) Well, that happens to me. Oh my god. Okay. First of all, when you gesture, like you're like pulling (laughs) like long hair, long strands of hair. Hairs. Oh my god. They're not like butt crack hairs. They're head hairs. So what's the analogy? What's the purpose of the analogy? I don't know. Hair my ass. Like, is that like an ink? It's a, it's a phrase. Well, I, kn- I don't know where it originated from. I need the origin of this. <sighs> Look it up later. Okay. 
Oh my god, sorry to stop you there, but I, I Anyways, had to. Anyways, the original synth, I had all the expansions, I had like the making magic, the house party, mm. and so I, I love going back to my OG Rosebud days and making all those sweet houses. Um, I recently got The Sims 3, and it, it's fun. There's, like, new capabilities, <laughs> but I don't think anything will You're ever about compare it. to the original. Mm-hmm. And then Spyro. I think the original Spyro, um, anything on the Wii, those are those are my answers. Hmm. Um, but this was actually posted on Reddit, and I think some of, some of the other answers that people posted were pretty good. Uh, some people said Assassin's Creed 2, uh, Brotherhood, I don't know what that is, uh, Final Fantasy 7, and then this one was my favorite because I think this one's really good. Is Dance Dance Revolution? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I, went... I was I was one of those people. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't like it wasn't good, and I definitely wasn't one of those people that you would see like you know F- like, go, like just going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like hanging on the rails. They're, like, like they're going on like both sides of the pad, like you know doing you know they've got like their hand on that the bar behind them and their yeah, legs like... are going like a thousand miles an hour. So no, I wasn't one of those people, but I, I did enjoy playing. Okay. Well, that actually makes me really happy because I've been thinking about making a purchase. Oh, God. So oh, man. I, don't, I, went, I think I was talking about. I went to a birthday party um, a few months ago, and they had two DDR pads that hooked oh. up to their PC, and they had all of the original games. And they used to, the people who are in the primary friend group of mm-hmm. this particular friend used to work in a movie theater. So... Literally, all they would do is walk to the arcade, and they would just play tons of Dance Dance mm. Revolution. So I went to this party, and they are flipping amazing. They were so good. I think it's one of those skills that just never leaves you. Whereas Maybe. When I did it, it was literally like, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know, you guys can't see, but I'm demonstrating my awkward foot placement. <laughs> and then I would never like go back to the middle, so I'd be like... All, like, be all cr- tangled up. Oh, it was really embarrassing. And so I thought, because I saw how, like, sweaty and gross they all got after playing. And in my mind, I was like, this would be some really good cardio. And I'd get some practicing. I could impress my friends. <laughs> so I really legitimately thought about buying a DDR pad for a while. Mm. But Jeff said he wouldn't play with me. Why and he not? thought it was a bad purchase. But I wanted to get two so that we could both play. <laughs> what? So, I don't so know. obviously he wasn't a DDR guy. Obviously. Obviously. But he did pretty good. He played and he oh, did he better did. than I did. Well, there you go. It's, maybe it just comes natural to some people. Yeah. You have to be coordinated and I don't have that. <laughs> Never have. So, leading into that, the next question on our list is what level or quest made you rage the most? I <laughs> I immediately had an answer when I saw this question and it goes back to Game Boy Color. I had the Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets game, and I couldn't get to Gringotts, <laughs> and I still haven't got to Gringotts. I still haven't. You're I, gonna need to bring this in so I can play it. I've never been more pissed. I I didn't play the rest of the game because I couldn't get past that level, and at the time, so there weren't any walkthroughs or anything online. So I had to kind of just figure it out myself. And it's basically a big maze. And there's these clouds that you run into. And when you run into a cloud, you have to, like, fight things Mm -hmm. um, with spells. And then there's, like, big clouds and little clouds and different levels of people that you fight. And I never made my way through to Gringotts. And that was, like, the first mission. I never got to experience So you've never even finished the game? 
No, I literally have not got past You still that have part. it, right? I think so, yeah. I'm going to need to play this game. I'll bring it in. Okay. You're going to have to get some AA battery <laughs> for my Game Boy. I was going to say, because I feel like I've played a Harry Potter game on my Game Boy Advance. Yeah. But obviously it wouldn't be the same game. Well, I mean, it might... No, yeah, I know it would be a different game because they had different cartridges, but... Well, you can still play the normal games You can play the Advance. The, yeah, you can play the... The color I games. wonder if I have it, then. I might just have... I have a Game Boy Advance, too, that I can oh. bring if I can't find my Game Boy. In hindsight, it might have gotten stolen. Oh, yeah. My house got robbed a while back. So... <laughs> That'll be for a different podcast. I know. Uh, next week's topic, <laughs> home security. Home security. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, and then as we were talking about this, it reminded me of a story with Becca, particularly... That I'll never forget. We were sitting at Becca's house. We were in high school. And we're all hanging out. There's like three or four of us. And Becca gets a phone call. And she's like, hey, guys, I got to take this. And she kind of walks walks aside. But she's still in the same room. And all of a sudden, I just hear her saying things like, no, no, you got to get on the horse. Okay, yeah. Now, now ride to the cliff. Okay, now you got to look down the cliff and aim your sword at... And basically, she's talking about horses and swords and cliffs. And I'm like, what in the hell is she talking about? Well, she comes back. She goes, sorry about that, guys. And we're like, we're like, what are you, what were you doing? You're like, oh, someone needed help with like a game. And we're like, who was it? And she looks at me and goes, oh, it was your brother. It was my brother. He's like five years younger than I am. So he's like in elementary school, junior high at this point. And he's calling my friend Becca to get help on a freaking video game. It was like. What was it? Assassin's Creed or something? Yeah, it was Assassin's Creed. I don't remember, but I just remember thinking, I'm like, what loser's calling Becca for her game advice right now? And it ended up being my brother. Well, I would play video games and, um, you know, it was on Xbox, so her brother was friends with me on, on, on Xbox, so he would notice the games I'm playing and he's like, oh, you play Assassin's Creed? Like, I've been playing that, too. I've been trying, you know, I just started and all this kind of stuff. So we would talk about it every once in a while. And then I think he needed help trying to jump off something. So, or, like, where to go. So I... I, I definitely remember there was a horse. Yeah, I specifically... You have to you have to ride a horse from one town to the other. <laughs> so I specifically remember telling him, like, no, you gotta get on your horse and you gotta go here and make sure you stop at... Um, there's towers where you jump off the top. It's called Eagle Vision and it mm. like opens up part oh, of the yeah. map. Yeah. So I was like, make sure you stop there and you do, you jump off that and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, um, that's really funny. I, yeah, I definitely remember that. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, her brother's a hoot. He's, he grew up to be quite the character. <laughs> I questioned it for a while, but he's all right now. Um, I would have to say I ra- so... I'll tell you, you know, anybody who's not really a gamer, um, gamer rage is for real. Like, it oh, is no real. joke. Like, you know, my brother's a gamer. Like, I've seen him get mad. I've definitely got mad. I've thrown shit. I've yelled. <laughs> I've screamed. I've cussed. Like, it's bad. Um, I can't particularly remember, like, I can, I can recall two games in my head right now that I'm, like, it frustrated me um, at the time. I'm going to go back to Ocarina of Time just because um, that was my shit. Um, anybody who's played the game knows what I'm going to say right now, and it's the Water Temple. <laughs> Fuck the Water Temple. <laughs> the, so th- there's seven temples you have to go through, and the uh-huh. Water Temple's like the third one in. 
And um, it's literally like, it's pretty, all the, I feel like all of the temples are pretty linear. So once you enter the temple, like it's pretty much room to room to room mm-hmm. almost. This one is like one huge chamber and there's different rooms that you have to go into, but you have to go in them in like certain order. And then oh. there's like levels of water you have to raise the top, middle, bottom, all this kind of <laughs> shit. So you have to figure out, um, one, where to go to, like what water level you have to go in and all, it. It pissed me off because, like, I would... It took me forever to pass it. And once I finally passed it and I'd go back and play it again, I'm like, oh, shit, what the hell did I do? <laughs> then you have to figure it all over yeah. again. Um, I mean, even to this day, like, I can I can, I can, can play it and not get mad because, like, oh, I pretty much know how to do it. But there'll be times I'll slip up and be like, oh, shit, I didn't do this kind of thing. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. The other game I can think of, also Nintendo, would be... Um, it's called Eternal Darkness. Mm-hmm. And this game scared the shit out of me because it was a horror game. And my brother played it first, so I kind of watched him. But um, there's this particular um, quick backstory. It's basically, like, this haunted house. And there's, like, this, like, portal to, like, some demons or whatever in the basement. And you basically play through all these characters that had um, some sort of connection to this Mm -hmm. thing. So you go back in time and you play all these characters that have these connections. So there's one particular character... In like, um, like Martin Luther time, mm-hmm. and um, back with like you know the Catholicism or whatever, well, there's this big demon in this church, and you get locked into this room, and you literally have like a pistol, and it's this huge monster, and you have to like cast spells and shit. I could never pass it, and it's really frustrating because I'm watching my brother, and he's like, do do do, so oh, done. It's like your Gringotts bank. Oh, one hundred percent. Only it's. <laughs> The Catholic Church with a demon in it. Like, come on now. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't I can't pass this shit. I still have the game. I still have my GameCube. I still have the game. And I will play the game over and over again. And you still haven't passed it? No. I'll, what I'll do is I'll play it to that point, quit, and then start it all over again. Like, really? it's that frustrating. And, <sighs> like, I mean, maybe, t- you know what? I don't even remember the last time I tried it. But, I mean, I might try it again. The thing is, the game is still really scary to me. So, <laughs> maybe I won't. On. Yeah, uh, daytime gaming for this game. <laughs> daytime games. Yeah. So for our final question, um, what games are good for beginners to get into gaming? So I would have to say, anybody going into into gaming, and maybe I'll say, I guess we've kind of been gearing more towards console games, so I'll kind of stick with that for this particular answer. I, nin- I feel like Nintendo's got really good user-friendly games mm-hmm. um, when it comes to beginning. Like, you know, if you've never really been, like, a gamer or anything like that. Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Kart's perfect. Yeah, perfect example. Or even, like, just Mario. Like, the Mario games. Mm-hmm. Like, the Super Mario. Um, I know the Switch right now just came out with Super Mario uh, Odyssey, which has been a fantastic game. It's really easy. Um, and it's still fun. Like, it's challenging as well, like, if you're looking for a challenge. Um, I can't really think off the top of my head, like, a really good Xbox game to start with. Like, I'm thinking, like, first-person shooter yeah. kind of thing. Like, I'm kind of thinking maybe Overcooked. Overcooked's good. Because there's uh, very few controls. Um, it does require coordination mm-hmm. with whoever you're playing with. But I always feel like I lean towards couch co-op games yeah. when I'm making those recommendations. Because you have another person, you're sharing screens. If you're confused, you can kind of like peek at their, mm-hmm. their half of the screen and mm-hmm. see what's going on. So I think um, anything couch co-op usually uh, works out pretty well. And Overcooked is 
I one of my favorite games. Um, it's essentially a cooking game where you have to be a team. You have to work with other people um, to put together orders. You kind of touched on console console games, um, but I think as far as beginner games for maybe getting into board games, I know that there's tons of indie games out there now, and, and those might seem intimidating, especially there's so many. Where do you start? What kinds of games? Honestly, I would say just pick one <laughs> and learn it because it's a great way to get all your friends together and you can I kind of all learn it together. Also, my recommendation for that is there's tons of really good YouTube channels of people who teach you how to play the game before you ever open the box. And I think that's really valuable because then you have a general idea of how the game flows. And then when you read the instructions, everything makes much, much more sense. Mm -hmm. One game I really love that kind of sets the scene for getting into, into indie games is Catan. I know this one's been around forever. My neighbors used to play it until like two o'clock in the morning and I would walk over there and this game looked so intimidating. I was like, I'm out of here. I don't even want to even <laughs> attempt to learn it. But it was actually pretty easy to learn. And one thing I really enjoyed about how they outlined the instructions was they give you an overview. They give you enough information to be dangerous. And then they say, hey, play the game and follow the instructions as you play. And so that really helped me learning the game versus reading all the instructions, then trying to play and then follow back along. I think they presented it in a really easy way for people to kind of follow along with and learn the game simply. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I, the first time I played was with Christiana and Jeff and they kind of taught me and then we kind of went through the directions and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like I picked it up pretty easily. I want to say I think I won my first game. That's because we went easy on you oh, yeah. because it was your first game. <laughs> no, but that one's a ton of fun. I, I mean, I could talk about board games all day yeah. because I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. <laughs> Even Another, though we really haven't played in a while know, besides we, my birthday. Yeah, we haven't. One game I really enjoy, but I haven't picked it up yet because it's kind of expensive, but it's really fun for if you have eight people, is Captain Sonar. It's basically Battleship, but you have four people on a team, and each person has their own role. Mm. So you have a captain that's calling the shots of where your submarine's going, and then, because you just have one ship, essentially, and then you have a person that's mapping where the other team is going, and then you have a couple people who manage, like, your weapons and your special tools, and there's certain like directions that you go. So if you go north too many times, you lose the ability to use your weapons, for example. Oh, wow. Um, so you have to kind of work, all work together while also focusing on what the other team is doing. So it's a ton of fun and it's really complicated the first time you play because there's so much going on, but it's a ton of fun and I just haven't picked it up because one, I don't have eight friends and... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it just... It just didn't seem like an investment that we would play a lot because it's like 80 bucks, I think, for this game. Oh, really? I can't really justify an $80 game it's that like I'm really going to play. How often are eight of us together? Exactly. And, yeah. um, another really good uh, card game that I, I don't think I've... We've I, we've played like Hand and Foot. So if anyone's played Hand and Foot, it's kind of like a... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a card game. So um, you're playing with decks of cards and you're kind of building building points and all that kind of stuff and then you have a hand and you have a like a foot and it's basically like your hand of cards um that's really fun um there's a game that 
I play with my roommate and her family called Shanghai, and it's basically like like a gin rum gin rummy. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Like kind of version. Like if you put gin rummy and like Phase Ten together, that's basically Shanghai. Um, it's a lot of fun because that shit gets real fucking intense. <laughs> um, card games get really competitive, yes. like really, really competitive. And I think I, I think that's probably why I like it so much, um, because it gets kind of competitive. Did we we played speed with? Is that you that taught us speed or not speed? No, um, it's a uh... what's it called? Oh no! <laughs> uh... What was that game called? It's kind of now. Sort of the sea. I keep wanting to say craps, but it's not craps. That's the <laughs> I don't think it's hard with a C. Oh, it's... Um, you, like, yelled something at the end, right? Bingo! No, was it... Yes, it was bingo. No. Um, but yes, it's a, essentially speed, but you play with other people. So each person has their own deck. And you have to have decks with different um, faces or, like, backs, backs on them. Backs, yeah, yeah. Um, so that you can separate them out at the end. It's a ton of fun and it's super fast-paced because you're kind of all playing at the same time. And merging with each we're, other. You know what? We're going to think of the name, like, as, on the way home. I know. As soon as we end this, it, Well, as soon as you it. start... Well, yeah, I was about to say, uh, yeah. Goodness. Um, I'll keep thinking. But that's a good intro game for cards. We've kind of touched on some intro, ga- intro games for console gaming. Um, touched on board games. What about PC games? Are you a big PC gamer? I mean, other than, like, the, the, like, Flash online games that mm-hmm. I'll play, like, not particularly. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of would be, um, so I have a Mac, so I've been playing, like, Apple games, like, oh. whatever iTunes kind of has will be, um, you know, it could be, like, like, the hidden object games and all that kind of stuff. Like, if you're thinking more, like, um... Like the PUBG or like the Sea of Thieves on PC, then no, I I, yeah. I rarely ever play anything like that. I think for me, it's way too much coordination yeah. with all the keys and mouse and all that kind of stuff. Like I, that's a little bit too much for me. I like my mm-hmm. nice controller yes. in my hand, compact. Well, yeah, not, you know, I've got got my joystick on my left side and I've got my four buttons on my <laughs> right and my triggers. You know. Yeah, I will say uh, after talking with some heavy PC gamers. Every PC gamer I talk to is always 100% PC. Mm-hmm. And I think they have some valid points in regards to eventually consoles will probably phase out and everything will be PC based. I feel like I could see the future going yeah. that way. So, a lot. The nice thing too is if you invest in anything, by investing in PC, you have a million more options. True. Whereas if you invest in a console, you're kind of limiting yourself to that particular console's available games, the kind of people you can play with. Whereas a lot of PC games, you can integrate with people on consoles. Um, and they're a lot more customizable. I know that PUBG on the PC, for example, you can build custom servers. They have all these special events and games. Whereas yeah. when we play on the Xbox, we're really limited. I mean, we just got the second map right that the pc people have had for for years or a year i don't know mm-hmm. um the thing with that is like there's so much customizability with pc and flexibility that like i kind of wish that i would have gone that direction a lot sooner uh but i do play a fair amount of games on my pc obviously i just recently downloaded the sims i have that papers please game i have a truck simulator <laughs> where you drive a truck that sounds but, like Nick. I know. You know oh, he's he got a plane simulator. Yes, he would. It's. I'm not very good at it, so I don't play very often. Have you ever played? Ooh, Becca, we have got to play this game. Oh no. 
we've got to play this game. It's called uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. One person has a manual and the other person has a bomb. And so you can't see each other's stuff. And so the person with the bomb has to describe the bomb to the person with the manual. And so you can get the manual online or you can print it out. <laughs> and you basically have to talk through all these different puzzles on uh-huh. this bomb and diffuse it in a certain amount of time, yeah. which is usually like five minutes. Have we played this before? Maybe. I have it on my laptop. We can play after this. It's so much fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, but you have to pretty much be in the same room oh, okay. yeah, with yeah. the person. I guess you don't have to. You just have to have a good way of communication. Yeah, um, yeah but it's more fun in the same room, mm-hmm. I feel like. But walkie-talkie. <laughs> you're, you're like 30 miles away. Hey, baby. Hey. Good thing we invested in the... There's high, a page one of the manual says... <laughs> It's, it's a ton of fun. I think you would really enjoy it. And I think that we would work together really well on it. Mm. But I have, like, that game. But I think as far as beginner games go, you can go on Steam and just download all sorts of games. But Stardew Valley is one that's becoming really popular. We touched on it a little bit earlier. It's kind of a farming simulator game. And the controls are super easy. You have your, your ASDW for mm, your mm-hmm. up, down, left, right. And then your mouse. And it's pretty simple controls. Simple concept. Um, it's, I think it's a really good, good starter game. So I think if you're going to go for that, even if you're a guy and it might be considered a girl game. And we're past that, ladies and gentlemen. We are past, it's 2018. It's a lot of fun. And they just introduced a multiplayer mode. So you can actually play with other people online, which wasn't possible before. So cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Holla. Yeah. (laughs) So needless to say, I am really itching to go home and play some games now. So I think that wraps it up. Um, as far as questions, we'll continue posting these questions and getting some response throughout the week, and we can do a quick recap um, again next week. Uh, next week, I think our topic is going to be music-related questions. I'm pretty excited to talk about that, and I know Becca's itching to talk about some K-pop. So, Ooh, girl, <laughs> you K-pop. don't even know. Did we... Is Baby... Oh, Baby Metal's Japanese. Japanese. J-pop. Well, is it's... it called J-pop? Because- J-rock? I guess it'd be like, yeah, J-Rock maybe. So I'm into J-Rock, so... Do you mean the one baby metal song? Yes. Oh, no, you have, you have more than one, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Look them up sometime. Give me chocolate. Yeah, give me chocolate uh, by baby metal. It's my one rock band song, so... <laughs> Uh, again, if you have any questions or suggested topics you want to hear us talk about, um, we have a few ways to get a hold of us. Obviously, we are on Instagram, Dear Women Podcast, Facebook, Dear Women Podcast. Feel free to follow up on things we've talked about in previous podcasts, current podcasts, and we'll hopefully touch on them um, in future shows. So yeah, I think I think that's everything. You've been listening to Becca and Christiana in the evening. <laughs> in the evening. Please stay tuned next week. Yes. For more... For more. Do 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 do